That waitress sized us up in two seconds. We're black and black people don't tip. So she wasn't going to waste her time? Now somebody like that, nothing you could do to change their mind. So, well, how much did you leave? You expect me to pay for that kind of service? <laughs> what? What the fuck is you laughing at, man? Run from me. <laughs> if worse come to worse, it's only going to be gunplay. Feel me, nigga? So I'm sitting at the table, count my money, ain't where I want to be, but I got a few minutes. A lot of talk on the street like a nigga crossing me. Well, it's something I got to see. Is it how my chain swing? Tired of my face, telling lies, getting niggas wise, tired of the rape. Similar to the mob, deeper than the rap. All you niggas getting robbed, all the cell phones tap. Bullet in my head, bullet in my chest. Yeah, they want a nigga dead. They envy my success. To be loved, yeah. to be loved. Oh, what a feeling, hundred rounds in the trunk Niggas getting whack, no sympathy for the soft Niggas snitching, I know bitches who clipping your dick off I'm about champagne with the steak Pink rose, AJ, Sinead's by the cake Frisco, line two Young nigga, what he do? He got a pretty stone, and he wanna bring a two That's love, we go back to the blue house And if she bad enough, may take her to the new house My Maserati be the new body Got your girl panties wetter than a pool body I got a sleeping in the Last night I had that bitch in ringside You wanna go that route? Go down I've been on this road before uh -huh. I know gunplay, you know gunplay Yeah, shooting for the wind We're ready for the laws on the laws Both sides on the tip of my finger Yeah, I'm bringing, I'm swinging that Sometimes I rhyme slow, sometimes I rhyme quick. I was on 125 in St. Nick, waiting on a cab and standing in the rain. Under my heart, three clouds of pain. She got the best in me. What was her destiny? Maybe I should lick it with my 9mm turn. Hey, welcome to the Blackout Tips Podcast with your host Rod and Karen. And today we got a special guest in the house, a dude that I'm just used to just dominating on the basketball court all over the time, all the time. <laughs> but uh, actually, became, uh, a guy that became a good friend of mine just through uh, conversations at the court. Uh, it's my boy Vic, man. We'll say what's up to the people, Vic. What's going on? What's going on? What's going on? This boy Victor George, otherwise AKA B George. Hey, this is going on. Oh yeah, you know, because I can't let everybody know all my government names. <laughs> oh, you don't want to go out bang bang? Yeah, nah, nah, nah. You know, somebody from the wire had that. Yeah, you know? yeah. I heard y'all locked up again. I don't know nothing about that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, um, so Vic's in the house, man, and uh, uh, I know that uh, Derek listens to the podcast, so he remember. You might remember Vic as Sherman Douglas. Yeah. I mean, we first gave him that nickname, man, because we didn't really know much about him. We just named him the Little General. I don't know why I named you that, but because yeah. it's the little the Sherman Douglas nickname was the little general on the court. Yeah, he I used am, to be, be you argue so much. And I, you, I'm uh, a commander. I'm a commander, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, so um, you know, uh, everybody out there listening, make sure that you uh, leave comments for us on uh, iTunes. Make sure you leave comments on uh, Podomatic.com. You can comment on our uh, on our podcast listings. And join our Facebook group, The Blackout Tips. Just search for that on Facebook or iTunes to get to the podcast. Or search for it on Podomatic to get to the podcast. But when you go on Facebook and you search for that, you'll join our group. And um, 
you know, just basically you can interact with us. I'll let you know when we're about to do an episode. If you have any questions or comments that you want us to talk or topics you want us to talk about, you can just put it there and we will address it. You know, we try to be very interactive with our listeners. Um, and don't forget the official weapon of the podcast is... The Taser. That's right. Um, and the the unofficial sport of the podcast. That's right. It's bullet ball. That's right. Bullet ball. You know about bullet ball, man? You don't know about bullet ball? Uh, no, I got to get you up on bullet ball. ball. It's, uh, bullet ball is all about... Uh, it's a sport invented by this dude who lived in his car because he went broke trying to promote the sport. And it's basically you take a table and you put these partitions around the edge of the table and you play with your arms. Like one part of the table is open, but the sides of the table are closed with the partition. And you put a little ball in the middle and you try to knock it past the other guy. And that's the game. But he ended up going broke trying to promote it. But, you know, we're going to help him get it back one one podcast listener at a time. So, yeah. okay, you're going to be broke just like him. Yeah. <laughs> like the good thing is we're not investing any money. No. Okay. That's why he is unofficial. Okay. Yeah, it's the unofficial. Okay, okay. Yeah. okay. Unofficial. You like the unofficial Bulldogs blog. Right, yeah. 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 If this shit goes under, it got nothing to do with me. Yeah. <laughs> I tried, I tried, my brother. Okay. Uh, and June is uh, sundress month, and we have about oh, a week and a half left in sundress month, so ladies, you know, don't forget to put on your sundresses and go out in public and, uh, you know, let the guys worship you. Because, you know, y'all be looking confident in those sundresses. Yeah. But, hey, I need to make one comment under that, though. Yeah. Sundresses are for certain sizes. Hey, no, 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 no. I disagree. I, got, I disagree. Because I it's... some women with that about 300 pounds, <laughs> double Ds, but, and wear no bra under that, but it's that's not dudes. a good look. It's some it dudes. That matter. might not be your taste, matter. but it's some dudes it's some that dudes like them. Like some dudes that like them. Okay, well, I, okay, well, I guess, <laughs> yeah. I guess I have to go with the Santa to each his own. Yeah, yeah. each his own. Yeah, because, own. because yeah. I saw some double Ds on that thing, and I was not ready to throw <laughs> <on> that thing. <laughs> Put some shades on it. Hey, man, that was just not for you, man. Yeah, because my thing is that I understand when it, when it comes to sundresses, it's like fish. You know, you got your beach whales, you got your tilapia, you got all types of fish, and that's kind of how it is. Might yeah. not be your taste and style, but, but I promise you, yeah. it's one dude to see that girl I jiggling. Feel, that's feel, his thing. Okay, but I feel you. But like I said, if you got some double D's, triple E's, and F's, and you wearing those sundresses with no bras, so I'm like people who feel about rap music. What about the children? It's somebody out there for everybody, man. Hey, you know what I'm saying? I don't wanna I don't wanna knock anybody's taste. I'm not knocking it, but damn. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I feel can't. you, bro. When I say I, I understand because okay, yeah, because everything that's made in all the sizes might not be as appealing to you. But I'm worried about the kids. That's what my thing is. Kids. <laughs> hey man, kids got mamas too. Maybe that's somebody's mama, man. You might be talking bad about her. She hey, might just because she's 300 pounds. You know, what? Pounds. You know what her mom, yeah, the mama may be giving them kids some bad nightmares at night. So. She trying to get it. Maybe she's trying to get it together, Vic. Can't be. You know what I'm saying? We can't be hating like this, man. Yeah. Okay. I, okay. All I see when I see a chick that I don't really am not attracted to. Then that's fine with me. I just, you know, I, don't, I just move on. I just, there's another one. It like buses. There's another one be along in five minutes. No need to stress it. But you <laughs> have to move along. As, well, even when I, even, <laughs> even if when I wasn't married, if, if I see a chick, I still got eyes. You know, know what I'm saying? 
ain't blind. Yeah, and I know I ain't the only one coochie and breast, so hey. <laughs> yeah. Um, speaking of which, um, the white friend of the week, we don't have one this week, so. Oh, nobody made the list? I can't think of anybody that did anything special this week, so. Oh, no, Will. Oh, yeah, Will. Yeah. made a gay comment. Will Luoni, you know what I'm saying, dog? You're my white friend of the week. Yeah, man. Because he's up on that Eminem, and unfortunately, he's up on that Drake, too. And, you know, I can't really support that softness, but oh. I can get down with him being up on that Eminem. I, I saw some of Eminem's promos, and I, I just, I didn't like it. He's going to commercial. I like the old mental health, crazy, bipolar, you know, drug mm. addicted. You know, past problem with his mother Eminem. You know, well, when you hear, I don't know if you heard. Have you heard this album yet? I heard parts of it. Yeah, I this heard, one is like. It's no silliness. It's no um, no skits. No like. It's just straight up hip hop. Like all he does is rap and go hard every song. Like there's just no corny gimmicks on this album. I'm not saying it's for everybody because I think there's going to be some fans that won't follow along because he's not being silly yeah. anymore well, I, I, but this I, album I, I, I don't want to say the silliness but like it's like the craziness kind of like what the fuck was this guy thinking like the Eminem with the stand you know yeah. the stand was one of those songs that's like what the fuck was this guy yeah. sitting but that's like one thinking. that's like one song on the album like you don't get but, like but, that's a hip hop classic song but it's a hip hop classic song but it's still that's Eminem is one of the only crazy rappers who could really sit down and think that. Like, he was yeah, probably drunk. Yeah. But this, house, this, whole, this whole album is like that, in my opinion. As far, not like to level the stand, but to the point of yeah. nobody else could do what he's doing. Okay. He's talking about rehab. He's talking about well, his I, drug addiction and how it's like, like, it's so reflective. Like, he's actually talking about himself in a way that most rappers would never do. Where they're actually like, I'm a flawed person. I don't have my shit together all the time. I fucked up. You even said his last two albums was trash. Like, what out? What, what rapper you think is gonna come out with an album and be like, my last two albums is shitty? And he even has a song where he's talking about he was so jealous yeah. when he, when he, of of like Lil Wayne and Kanye West. He almost made a diss album, diss albums or diss tracks about them, but decided not to because he was so drug addled. He was like. I would lose a battle to these dudes right now, and the only reason I want to battle them is because I ain't on top no more. And like that's just some hard shit that I, I write right down. Well, well, I, that's I, crazy. I don't care. Well, I gotta look at it. I'm definitely yeah. gonna listen. I saw the promo on TV, and I was like, it just kind of seemed like he was some insane trying to commercialize, kind of oh, like man. on Bulldogs when uh, when uh, Thug McNiscent was trying to do Auto Tune. Right. I thought Eminem had went to that kind <laughs> yeah. of. Uh, yeah, so I, I, I was yeah. worried. So, yeah, so I yeah, yeah. I was worried. Too, Maybe man. it was just a bad promo. So. I it might be. I was worried too um, until I heard the album. And I was just like, "Oh my god!" But um, we watched uh, the Thirty for Thirty last night. You, yes. you ever watched those? I, I do. I do watch those. I've not had a chance to watch that. Okay. I, I still have to catch up on True Blood, the second part. Yeah. And um, once I get caught up on that, then I'll be. We're not gonna talk about True Blood, but the Thirty for Thirty um, was good. It's yes, probably the best yes. one. The, on, on the uh, um, the two Escobar. Escobar. Yes. Yeah. Well, I saw the I saw the documentary on the first, the drug war Escobar. Yeah. I didn't see it in the second. Yeah. Well, this dude, it was about the wow. soccer player. Yeah. Uh, Andres Escobar, I think was his name, and how he got killed um, by oh, after he accidentally scored a goal yeah. on his own net in the World Cup, and uh, also about Pablo Escobar. Yeah. The, but the drug lord. What was dope about it, and what because I had this conversation on Twitter maybe two weeks ago when the World Cup started. It was on Saturday morning, and I was talking. Like someone asked me, why aren't more black people 
interested in the World Cup and in soccer in general in America. And I said mainly is because the people who are currently playing soccer have no interest in going to get young, impoverished youth involved in soccer. Like, in America, it's not like other places where it's more of a gateway from poverty to stardom. Exactly. It, here, it's like, if you are rich enough to... And middle class you enough know, or whatever. You're a soccer mom. Yeah. I mean, you know, you got the van or exactly. the Escalade or whatever. I mean, you know. And, and that's what soccer, it's like soccer, tennis, right. you know, all those golf. golf. Yeah. You know, those are the rich kind of sports. And right. The they're not, and the thing is, the reason they're rich sports isn't really because, like, black people are just like, oh, no, I don't want to play that. You, they, the other sports come find you. Right. You know, like, if you're poor or you're not, you know, you can't afford, say, private school. But you happen to be a good ass jump shooter, okay. they'll find a way to get you oh, a yeah, they'll, they'll find a way to get you there because, yeah. I mean, you know, now, you know, you have kids that are being recruited out of middle school. That was You know, even in football, too. You know, that if you go down to Florida, I went down there, I believe I was in Fort Lauderdale. Mm-hmm. I saw kids running the 3 4. And five years old. Damn. You know, I've seen, you know, them running formations and getting in, and the coaches are getting in their face, cussing them out. Right. right. You know, so, I mean, they're going to look for them. Right. You know, so, it, it, and they have all-star leagues in Pop Warner. Right. So, you know, 10, 10 11 year olds that are all Florida State leagues are all, you know, Miami Day, you know, right. Pop Warner leagues. So, I mean, it's not, and, it, and it, it doesn't cost. Now, on the other hand, when my brother played soccer, you know, it costs it was like a two hundred twenty and fifty dollar entrance fee. That's what I was telling this dude. He was like, a, I mean, he was like soccer, class, and they didn't have you know money like that to be paying that. My boy was like, soccer's not that expensive. I got both my daughters enrolled in soccer, and it was forty dollars a piece. And I said, here's the thing, you know, when you're good at basketball, or football, you don't pay anything. You don't pay anything. That's the difference. Like you talking about how much it costs. The only people that pay to play those sports are people that don't have a future in those sports. The people that actually have a future where they're like, look, we think you can go to the NBA, we think you can go to the NFL, they find a way. They will come to your house if you don't have a father. If your mom works two jobs, your coach will become your role model. Because yeah, I've never, um, I play AU from 10 to 12, basketball, right. and I play mostly football. Right. Never paid for physical. And I was an above average athlete. You know, right. I wasn't a great athlete. I'm not sitting here and lying. I'm not, you know, Ron knows better than him. Right. But, you know, I was above average athlete. I never had to pay for anything. Right. You know, we were in, in uh, AUs. We would go to the hotels for free. Right. You know, we had our breakaway. We had a breakaway pants. We had our game shoes. You know, we could go to. And we went to Maryland for free. We traveled all over the all over the country. Right. And that's free. the thing. Like with soccer, is just different yeah. here. Now, other countries is, is the opposite. Oh, yeah. and what, what I was getting back to the thing to the point. The thirty for thirty. What was dope was. They show how Pablo Escobar, who came from poverty, became this huge drug dealer, got super rich. Um, how he looked at, you know, the impoverished people of his country and basically said, no one's doing anything for them. And he was kind of like Nino Brown in that scene yeah, yeah. in uh, New Jack City where he's handing out the turkeys. It was kind of like that when he started taking care of people that didn't have shit. And all of a sudden, it became... We love this guy. Yeah, they can't like like Freeway, uh, 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 Ricky Ross, Rick Ross. Right, right, okay, yeah, like 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 Freeway or Rick Ross, however you want to put that. But I'm saying like, dude did so much yeah. to build up soccer. Like he would put in fields and lights, and this is in poor places. Yeah, there was a what was that one place where it got burned up or something? Yeah, we was watching and it was this like town. This like ghetto and like the like over seven hundred families 
pawns were burnt down. Yeah. And like they showed it like a few seconds later. He like rebuilt all the seven hundred families, brand new brick homes. Like they were living in the slums. Right. And it was just amazing to see, even though he made his money illegally, he gave so much to the people that the government overlooked his actions. Right. Um, but I think as time went on and as it began to get more violent, they felt like, hey, we got to stop you because all of a sudden you're hurting people, you're killing people, you're causing all these problems. He even took it so seriously. We was watching one where a ref made a bad call because somebody from the um, one of the other drug lords had paid the ref off. Yeah, the, East, the drug cartels had their own soccer team yeah. like within yeah. South America. And, you know, you have like, uh, one was like, uh, America de Cali. Mm-hmm. His was like a uh, something national. Yeah. Like, but um, they paid off one of the other drug gangs paid off ref to make bad calls, and he did, and the other team won. And Pablo Escobar had the ref killed, like in public, yeah. like shot him down. But um, more. But what I was getting to more, like I don't want to get too much into yeah. details. No problem. They kind of watch it, but um, I, 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 I watched the I watched the personal documentary on Pablo. Uh, okay, so I already know a lot. Of All right. Okay. Well, well, what was what I was gonna say though is that story was proof of what I was saying. Dude invested money, drug money, but he invested money in the poverty. And then the youth, that, that the impoverished youth, got them to play soccer. They had an undying love for him and whatnot. But all of a sudden, their soccer team, which used to suck, became one of the top rated in the world. Yes. Went to the World Cup, you know, for like the first time ever or some shit. Yes. Like, they became a powerhouse. That could happen in America, but there's no incentive for those yeah, people oh. that have the money to truly put money into the youth like that. Yeah, because we have athletes. I mean, yeah. America always has a top notch in every sport if we wanted to. Hell, we can be the uh, crochet champs, swimming champs, golf champs. I mean, I always make the argument when people say like, "Oh, people don't want to play soccer." I was like, "Well, what if a dude would have got that Allen Iverson when he was five years old and he became the soccer player, Allen Iverson?" You telling me he's not playing in the World Cup tonight? You know what I'm saying today? Yeah. You telling me that as fast as he is? I looked at his football highlights and he's just like, that's the fastest motherfucker in the field. Exactly. I mean, he and 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 to be at his position, this guy played quarterback, receiver, defensive back. You have to have great feet. Not right. one thing in football I've learned. You had to have great, great feet. feet. Yeah. That's one thing that killed me. I didn't have the best feet, <laughs> so you know. But I it's mean, just amazing that this could like we look at that sport, we just write it off like yeah. black people yeah. don't want to play. And that's it. That's the end of the. And, that, and that's the same. That and that's the same thing that's happening with baseball. Yep. Same baseball thing is now. Baseball has become a sport where it's become for a certain amount of classes. Right. And you know, because you look at it, the Babe Ruth camps or this and yep. that, you don't see baseball camps in the hood. Yeah, it's a class. Yeah. It's definitely a class. It's become a class war where it's like. You have a certain class of people, and that's the thing. I'm glad you said class, because I don't think it's about race as much mm-hmm. as it is yeah. class. Yeah. But it's unfortunately race and class are tied in, in the U.S., and you really can't avoid that. Well, I, I, I guess the podcast can't see me shrugging my shoulder, but I'm kind of, you know. Uh, yeah. Well, I'm just saying. I don't know. But. I don't think I don't think it's so much race because even black people with money that's right. don't want to be associated thing. with black people without money. And, uh, and that, fortunately, that's a real reality. I, I don't know, but I think when black people get money because 
you know, when my, you know, I've had family members and I start making some money. Yeah. Their kids play soccer. Them kids. No, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, they, yeah. like they yeah. get money yeah. and they're like, let's put yeah. my kid in a so, soccer program. Yeah, that's right. So and it's good. not like, well, let's go get my cousin, Bebe, yeah. and get him in here with my kids. Like, and, fuck Bebe, we made it. Yeah, and, and, and I think, <laughs> too, in a sense, too, and I think, you know, one thing about sometimes with the parents is, I think it's sometimes it has to do with jealousy. Right. Because, you know, I've had, you know, I grew up in both homes. I grew, I mean, I've grown up middle class. I had white, you know, wealthy friends, and I had right. poor friends in the hood because my mother was a social worker. Right. So there were times where I bring my white friends, we'd play basketball against the black kids from the hood. Right. And we played basketball against a, a gym, the white gym versus the black gym. Right. Got our asses torn up. Right. At the end of the game, the black kids started doing and one stuff and making <laughs> the kids look stupid. So after the game, the one of the white parents comes up to my dad. He's like, man, that's some fucked up shit. Fuck them kids. You know, they, they right. don't know what the fuck they're doing. They just do some bullshit. And made his kids stop playing basketball with them again. Wow. You know, because his kid got embarrassed by all the little black yeah. kids. You know, that come in there. And the same thing kind of happened to my brother. You know, he started playing soccer. This, my brother's a lot bigger than me. Right. You know, I call him my little big brother. Because, you know, this little big, you know, this big kid, 5'10", probably about 200 pounds, is knocking down all the kids, yeah. getting goals and all that. And kids like, and the parents like, there's no way he's that age. There's no right. way he's that age. He's lying. And, you know, a little kid comes out and says, oh, I went to kindergarten with him. Yeah. And it just destroys the conversation. So I think sometimes it is that, you know, you see that poor kid or you see that black kid or whatever kid kind yeah. of come out of that and making your little kid look stupid. So it's like, yeah. oh, no, we don't want to do that anymore. We're going yeah, to keep our kids around exactly. each other. So that's, they can, and that's, you know, kind, of, that's kind of what I'm saying is like, yeah. in order for all those other sports to but, flourish but in what the US, I'm saying, they, I, hold on, let me okay. finish. All right. In order for all those other sports to flourish, if you look at every sport that has become successful in America, they pretty much had to go get the talent. Yeah. When it comes to the NFL, yeah, yeah, yeah. the NBA, like the, and the other sports that take a back tier to those sports are the sports where it's like we're not recruiting anybody yeah. that we're not just going on a talent basis. We're going on a certain type of demographic that we want to approach. And it's like, okay, well, then you're going to be golf. Yeah. You're going to be the, the sport that I watch when I'm bored and... Nothing else is on. You're not going to make the NBA or the NFL. And I just want to say two things. The first thing is, I, I do agree. I think, I think white, I think now, I think white people are doing this in general because, like I said, I, from what my point of view right. is, I've seen that they don't want to see these, you know, poor kids, whether it's poor white kids or poor black kids, right. you know, embarrass their kids like that. Yeah, well, that's now, why I, I say, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say white, I, 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 I say middle I, class. I, I, now, I think the black wealthy family see it as, they don't see it as them embarrassing their kids. They see it as, like you said, fuck them. I don't right. want to be around these kids. We I don't want to be around it. the white people. We made it. See, the white, black rich or wealthy people that made it, they think that we made it. We're yeah. in. We're done. The, the white ones don't see it and they say we made it. We just say we don't want these kids around them. Yeah. So it's, it's just it's a different yeah. mindset. Yeah, and, I um, mean, that's part of it. And then, I mean, the thing is, though, when it comes to money, it people just get... They don't want to be around less money. Yeah, that's true. Everyone's the same. Like everybody likes being around the motherfucker that got a little more than them. That's true. Nobody likes being around the people <laughs> that ain't got <laughs> shit. <laughs> and I learned that too. You know, yeah. you know, I get people now that now we got a little business going on. I can hire some people now. People want to talk to me. Right. You got me on Facebook. Hey, good thing you doing? You got a job? <laughs> and I'm at that. You know, and people listen to this podcast. You probably want people who right. email me on fucking Facebook. Hey, how you doing? 
you got some job offers now, nah, right now, right. you know, maybe four or five months down the line, I ain't hear shit from you since. Right. You know, now four or five months, now you're trying to holler at me. You know what? Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Because that's, 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 that's just how people do. And you're right. And, and you know, and like you said too, though. But getting back to the point, yeah. you do have to go out there and, and go out there and get them. That's why yeah. some people that black people were not uh, superior athletes because I, I, I don't necessarily. I think some of it has to do with genetics, right? But I think too, it has more to do with that we work harder at it, right? And not because we're trying to work harder. Well, not, we don't. Yeah. We don't know. It's, it's not just that the work ethic. Like, there's a certain line in your life where if you don't have shit. You will put everything in the center. Exactly, and that's what it's I'm like. Yes. When you when you look, that's why people are like, man, why are these basketball players able to come out of projects and be so good? It's like you don't have a father. Your mom works two jobs. You can either be in a game, yeah. or you could be good. You can go to the basketball court every fucking day, and you might be out there till one in the morning. Exactly. In the morning. You go right out there on Betty's floor. There's some kids probably out there playing basketball, exactly. working their tails off, trying to get there, and they don't know that they're working their tails off there. But they just, right. it's just, it's kind of like, you know, kind of like instincts. Yeah. And you know that's why we excel in entertainment. Right. That's why we excel in sports because for so many years, since the early 1800s, right. Sports Entertainment has always gotten inside of and part, and part of being that good means, unfortunately, you probably can't be raised right. Unfortunate, that's unfortunate in America yeah. that it's that way. But you really can't have options and be a, a, a great, great at something. It's hard. It's harder for those people. Like yeah. the people that come from a good background and manage to make it to the NBA. It's like it's like that's that's awesome and that's great. But maybe your father was really motivating you or yeah. something. But it's very hard for somebody that actually yeah. has. I, that's why, like, <laughs> soccer is one of those sports where you could be good at soccer. But chances are, if you're good at soccer, you're also good at school. Yeah. You also have, like, hobbies. You also have friends. Yeah. Like, you have other shit you can do in your life. Basketball is one of those things where if that kid's really good, chances are. He thinks he's going to go to the NBA or and, nothing. And, and, and that's why you see, you know, a lot of superstars who kids come out and they're never as great as they were. Like right. Michael Jordan's exactly. kids or Scottie Pippen's or whoever's kids. Yeah. You know, Kobe Bryant is one of the few Rare exceptions. Who, but his father was never a superstar. Either. His father struggled. They that's moved true. around a lot. They didn't move from place to place to place to place to place. Right. So, you know, so Kobe did have that burning desire of seeing his right. father fail all the time. So, you know, it, 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 it does show that. You know, yeah. that's why I always tell people stars are not made their right. born. Right. And that, like I said, do like a do like Bryant is lucky because not I shouldn't say just lucky, but he's a dude that had the hunger and the drive even yeah. though he came from something. Yeah. A lot of dudes just get the hunger and the drive because it's like I either eat off this shit. Or I don't yeah. live. Like yeah. I gotta find a way. I can't be robbing people. Yeah. All right, man. So um, uh, you know, we were talking about me and Karen's relationship earlier, and we got an open relationship because we <laughs> we communicate a lot. Yeah. Oh wait, what you thought I meant? Like open, like sexually? No, I mean we openly communicate with each yeah, other. Yeah, for those people that think we swinging, that ain't happening up in here. Ain't nobody yeah. swinging but me from the Simmons fans. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we did get a little freaky the other day though. Because uh, the telemarketer was calling. The telemarketer was calling. Right? And um, like we don't have. It was a like a credit collector. Yeah. It wasn't for us. It's a no. wrong number. 
calls us every, every day, day at the same fucking time, right? <laughs> so, um, and, and normally, like, it's, you know, I just hang, I pick it up and hang up. I know, it's because they gotta be black. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I, I, they owe us something. I owe us something. What's weird is I want to yeah. talk to the people, <laughs> but the phone doesn't give you an operator. Like, you pick yeah, it yeah, up, yeah. and it gives you, like, an automated, like, Fine, this is so-and-so from Alliance Credit or something like that, right? And it's an automated machine. And uh, it's like, hold on one second for an operator. So I answered the phone the other day, you know what I'm saying? We was getting, doing something. But I answered the phone anyway. It was kind of free for like 10 seconds. And then the operator didn't come on. But in my mind, I was like, I hope this operator come on just so I can be like... Y'all interrupted me doing this? What's wrong with y'all? But it was almost free. Quit calling my damn house. It wasn't like a three-way, but it was like a three-way call, three-way kind of. Oh, almost. Are you saying about it? Uh, it was almost menagerie, almost. <laughs> yeah, so they, like I said, they just figured y'all were black. So, yeah. you know, they just out. They, they, they call all Trump. black people. They just yeah. always come. <laughs> you know, and, yeah, and that happened to me before. It was like two years ago. You know, I called. And it cut, it, like you said, it just kept calling. And then I finally, I looked at his phone number because, like I said, a brother was struggling. So, I was right. like, yo. I paid this bill before. I paid this bill. Answer this phone damn. I'm like, hello? You know, he's like, uh, hello, is uh, Pablo Escobar, uh, uh, Pablo uh, Hernandez. I'm like, no. This isn't Pablo. Okay, is, um, uh, he, he says, is Tyrone uh, Johnson there? I'm like, I'm like, damn, is he just a black person? He's just a black person. I was like, Giving them my uh, my, my, my information, my name, and all that, and then you know, end up being a yeah. Oh, okay. So that, that, that that's what I'm trying to do with these yeah. motherfuckers. Let me talk to an yeah. operator. What were you gonna say? I, and uh, uh, remember you had a joke on Twitter uh, about that we had Jake put uh, Drake playing in the background the other day. Oh, yeah. Ah. I, I hate, I don't like Drake's album that much. Like, I like the songs I like, I like a lot, but I don't like none of the R&B shit. It's so soft and it's not well done it's just it's auto tunes yeah. I'm just not into that shit man I, I can't get done with auto tunes yeah but I, I, I feel like the Zaps back in the days if you know old school music that's you know the yeah, Zaps and Roger yeah Zaps and Roger <laughs> that's, that's the best auto tune really it's gonna get better auto tune computer yeah <laughs> You know, those old people like me. Yeah. He was ahead of his time with that. Yeah. Like, we were, you know, we were just kind of messing around or whatever. And then I had that. I had my iPod on shuffle in the background and then shut it down, came on by Drake. I was like, man, let me just get up and go to work. Just some bullshit. Like, I can't even mess with Drake, man. (laughs) But anyway, um, speaking of Drake, actually, somebody sent an email to the show. Okay. Um, let me see what his name was so I get this right. It was, uh, Ruben. He sent us an email and it had a picture of a a kid apparently. Um, let me let me get his words. Hey Rod, just wanted to say I enjoyed the show. I saw this poem posted in the middle school hallway and I thought you might appreciate it. So he took a picture with his phone and it's a poem uh, that a kid wrote about Drake. Wow. My role model is important to me. My role model is the one I want to be. My role model is Drake. He is my role model because he is a rapper and a singer. I want to be a rapper. I want to be a singer. He raps with Lil Wayne. He raps with Kanye West. I want to rap with fame. I want to be the best. I want to be like him. 
Wow. So that's another kid that ain't gonna make it. So good. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe that little girl wrote that about you. You know what? And, and y'all, our favorite white guy, Will, would probably do a poem like yeah, that. Yeah, that's exactly, man. Will has been to Drake. Yeah, yeah, and, uh, yeah. I mean, I, you know, I try to forgive him, but it's just uh, indefensible to me. Uh, is, is he like Corey then? Yeah, he's worse than Corey. He's, I mean, I don't see how people can like the South stuff that he puts out. I don't, I understand some of the shit, but... And then Drake, he's already called himself the greatest and this yeah. and that. He's let the hype guy come. He's, he's another Kanye West, kind of a diva. Yeah, I just feel like at least when Kanye drops something, you'll be like, that's different. That changed yeah. the game. That was dope. This dude dropped something, and I was just like, how is this that's not like everything else? Why you got to get J. Cole album? I got it already. I actually played it on the podcast before. Yeah. I mean, if you listen to his mixtape too, the warm up, like, yeah. please, uh, it's a bunch of stuff. Yeah. J. Cole from North Carolina is definitely hot. Yeah, yeah. definitely, dude. Definitely I, I would rather mess with J. Cole. He would change the game. I'd rather mess with uh, Big Crit, too, this dude I heard this year that uh, just started yeah. growing up. Uh, I'll see if I can get you a copy of that okay, for you. Um, Alright, man. So, um, my dad was on the podcast yes, uh, Sunday. Yes, Father was. And, um, it was, I thought about something after he left, and I meant to ask him this when we were here, but I remember he used to think the song by, um, uh, what was those kids? Another Bad Creation? He used to think Aisha was a song about drug dealing. You are the girl that I never had, okay. and I want to get to know you better. Um, so uh, on Aisha though, there was this part where he's talking about. So, oh, sorry. Uh, he's like, I gave her a lollipop in a letter. Yeah. He's like, uh, and my dad's like, that's drug dealing. Just lollipop in a letter. That's what drug dealers do. I was like, Dad. I'm I think I would know if that's a drug dealer. Like, I'm younger than you. I know the slang. This is not a drug dealer song. This is about little kids trying to make a little girl. I mean, because it's called Ed the Playground. Yeah, he definitely was, dog. He said he was being cool, but he knew the slang. You know, because yeah. my dad, I, I've seen a few of my dad, my parents, he'd get there. He's like, yeah, I know they slang. Yeah. I know they stuff. <laughs> yeah, so they yeah, talking about something. Yeah, they talking about something. Me and my boy's like, yo, man, you know, you want to go to play basketball, go to the park? You know, I know what y'all talking about. Y'all about to go to the park. I know y'all slang. I'm like, man, dude, we just trying to go to the park. Yeah. Oh, man. That's what I do. Oh, but it got me to thinking after I listened to, after I was thinking about Aisha, I was like, ABC, even though they were little kids, they had the perfect date down to a science yes, they did. for grown men. Like, I know how you can save some money. You take them to the playground. That was one of their songs, right? Yeah. Take them to the playground. Play some Nintendo with her. And then, and then you eat cereal. Man, that day costs like four dollars. Yes. And then, then not only, you don't get the whole gallon of milk, you get the half yeah. gallon. Yeah, exactly. We ate cereal. I'm telling you, dude, take it to the playground. It was even in the song. That's where we had our first date. I'm telling you, they were smart. They say, I, I wasn't peeping game when I was that young because I was just like, oh, ABC, man, that's so cool. I want to dance like them. Now that I'm a grown man, that's how you should date. But you know what, though? The way women are now with MySpace and Facebook and think they're models and this right. and that, you can be just like that dude who, who has that game, that game he's trying to make. He's broke in his car. He's going to be in that house in there. Actually, if you're going on them dates, I mean, you, hey. you'll have some money. Uh, like, you want to be broke, you'll be alone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
You just won't have no money. Yeah. You know I mean? Well, I'm just saying, you find a girl you can take on some Aisha dates, and you find a winner. Um. Oh, so we was in the store the other day. We was shopping, and I looked in the orange juice section. What the fuck did orange juice get so complicated, man? Yeah, With pole, without pole, extra calcium, pole. calcium. Who adds calcium to fucking orange juice? Okay. That's what should be in milk. Like sugar free. Yeah. yeah, and then there's a different this and that kind yeah. of. Thing. I just like the regular balanced orange juice. And yeah, like the color that low acid. Freshly squeezed. Like, it is not just. I gotta do a fucking science problem <laughs> to figure out what kind of orange juice I can drink. And then he gets mad at me because that's why when I look, I stand back because there's so many selects for milk. Even for milk, yeah, you got lactose. Lactose. Jim, you got soy milk. You got tofu milk. You mean yeah. like. You know, and I, I mean, it's vegetables like that too. You know, I'm yeah. telling you, you know, they have, they have chicken like right. that. Right. It's, I mean, it's just crazy. I mean, just, obviously now. Karen does this for everything though. Don't just let her yeah. fool you and be like, oh, it's orange juice. <laughs> no. I can say, Karen, I can say, can you go get Rice Krispies? That is a specific brand of cereal. <laughs> I go do, I go buy five other things and then I'll be like, damn, where is she at? I go to the cereal aisle. She's still debating between Rice Krispies in the family size or Rice Krispies in the normal size. Like, like, if you don't just yeah. get something. I'm trying to save money here. Yeah, I just let it. I, I, I just have to let her do yeah, that. Yeah, you have to let her do that. Because if I start stressing over that shit, then we'll never make it. I, we'll, I clearly I'll be won't. You know now. what? She has to do that. Make it. Then you'll be coming to me for legal advice. Yeah, you know, I don't need no. I don't want divorce. Get no divorce settlement over here. I'll look at you for a second like, dude, I mean, you know, I don't want you to get a divorce, but... I do need the money, so yeah. I, I didn't think y'all were that compatible. Anyway. I always wonder what happens with like irreconcilable differences when people are like, I, like, because irreconcilable differences is a pretty broad spectrum. It really is. So like, you think they walk up in the divorce lawyer's at, uh, office and he's just like, man, this bitch can't pick between two cereals. I'm a fucking sick of this shit, man. I've heard some of the craziest thing. I, and I know divorce lawyers. I had one guy. He left his wife because. He saw her have his child. And he said when he saw her have her child, he said he couldn't look at her as a love anymore. He said it was like having sex with his his, his, uh, his mother. So, wow. I mean, you know, you had, I mean, you had, yeah, you had yeah. so, I mean, it's just, I mean, now the way marriage is, I think, like you say, people see the movies, people yeah, see the stuff, and, uh, you know, the love and the this and that, and, you know, and, and, you know, they don't know the real aspects of two yeah. things of marriage, so, I mean, people in love with being in love. Yeah, you know, so for me, it, you know, I might go into family law, divorce law, because, I, and I hope, you know, they uh, illegalize gay marriage, because, yeah. hey, <laughs> you know, divorce and you know, I know a lot of gay people, I don't have any yeah. problem with gay people, but do you you know how sometimes tick and tack that just makes me right. You know how many divorces that's gonna happen? Yeah. I'm gonna be rich. Yeah, I, I never thought about that. that but I, I would just be a divorce lawyer just for gay people. There's an entire industry. That is an industry. There's an entire industry that's untapped yeah. if you uh, legalize gay marriage. I didn't think about that. Um, speaking about uh, gay marriage, this next thing has nothing to do with it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was on my way. Uh, home the last like three days right mm-hmm. and the first day I was on my way home there's this white dude at, by South Park Mall standing in the median with a sign that's like I'm homeless yes. and he had this like limp that looked like maybe after you twist your ankle in a basketball game yeah. limp. it wasn't like that bad yeah. Yeah. he had pretty nice clothes on he had a haircut like what the fuck you, I would not give you anything You are, that's three strikes against you clean mm-hmm. clothes 
a haircut and you white, you ain't getting shit from me. No, yeah, you right. Uh, <laughs> you know one thing though, black people, you do not show our black people back for money. Yeah. No. I, I don't, I don't, that's one thing I've noticed about that. And you know, um, and we I'm probably do it other places, but, not here. But, yeah. I, but, not here. Just, I'm, but I've been in New York, D.C. and all the places. I don't, you see more white people do that. I don't know really? why I'm not trying to nah, do that. No, no, I just don't no. And, and I think in, in general, it's a myth, but black people, I don't mean, I'm not trying to fuck with some of the hardest working people that you would ever know. Yeah. And I think for a lot of people when they get to the uh, conservative radio and what they pour out there and yeah. what they give them you would think that every black woman has 10 kids you would yeah. think that every black person want to get welfare but that's the last thing you would have somebody that will have their lights cut off for to get on welfare you, you know, know what's weird too though it's like when you think about um these like I think I'm just racist against white homeless people honestly I really I did some soul search I'm thinking about it well, I see white homeless men. I always go. There was an option for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. My, my grandfather, my grandfather, and my great grandfather, especially because you know my family lived long. They hated. They said they had no, no compassion for a poor white man because he said there's no reason why a white man should be poor. <laughs> it's like I always, I always, I always think they got an uncle or something. It's like what mistakes did you have to make exactly. to get here? You, you really had to fuck. You picked the whole family out. And like Chris Rock said, you can just ride that white thing out. Yeah, <laughs> like a, a like a bus person. It's just like in my mind, I'm like you can miss a day at work. Next thing you know, your ass homeless. Like, what we want just like, how much help did you turn down? Like, how much, <laughs> how many people did you have to like rob and, and screw over before your family said, fuck it, I'm done with you? Yeah, and, and, you know, and that's why, you know, there's been times where I, I, where I remember one day me and my boy we was like, let's, let's see what they're going to do. Yeah. I went up to the homeless person, he said, we'll work for food. I said, yeah, man, look, I need $30. I know I said twenty. I ain't gonna lie. I said twenty dollars if you uh, cut my grass and I hey you know we got some food at the house some barbecue. Hey man, you know do it like that. Right. Oh my God, looked at me was like he just gave me that look like nigga please. <laughs> he looked at me was like. Dude, I remember. I remember one time we uh my brother and I we were at uh we were over out by Roseland. There's a McDonald's and a Wendy's next to each other, and we were walking from Wendy's to McDonald's. And my mom gave us like five or six dollars, like just go over to McDonald's and get you something to eat, right? So we start walking over there, and we're walking behind the restaurants, and this white dude just kind of hops out of the bushes, homeless, dirty-looking white dude. I'm probably about 14, my brother's about 10, and uh, he's like, "Hey guys, uh, y'all got some money, man?" And I was just like, "No, get, you know, beat it. I'm about to go eat yeah. my money." And he's like, I got this knife. And he pulled out a fucking knife. And I was like, oh, shit. This dude about to try to rob us. And he's like, I sell you this knife, man. I sell you this knife. I'm like, who the fuck wants a knife from a homeless man? You know what <laughs> I'm saying? Where that thing on Yeah, it's the worst. That's the worst knife salesman of all time. And then and then he was like, uh, uh, I just was like, we don't have any money. Okay? Like, because all I was thinking is he going to stab us and take this money. Yeah, and that's why anytime my brother sees a homeless person and asks him for money, he's like, get the fuck away, get that out of the way, you yeah. jump, get, get away. Yeah. Like, oh, 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 okay. And that was when we were and young. Sometimes you have to be like that. You really Yeah, do. I mean, when I was young, you know, I, I like, now I could do that. But when I was young, like, 14-year-old can't really scare off a grown-ass homeless man. So I just had to be like, no, sir, we don't have anything. Just kept walking. We, yeah. went, we went over there. But um, then another time, I remember when I was in college, my car used to break down all the time, yeah, right? Them, so I was wait. I was sitting in my car outside of uh, like AutoZone or something, mm-hmm. get, trying to wait to get a new spark, a new uh, uh, what do you call those things? Not spark battery, uh, not spark plug, but uh, fuse. Okay. I need a new fuse. fuse light. 
So I'm checking my fuses, and I'm just, I'm like, to get in the car, I had to open the door. I laid on my back in the driver's seat. So my back's to the, you know, on the driver's seat. I'm, I'm look, looking underneath the steering wheel where the fuses are. Um, and then all of a sudden, I see the shadow above me. I'm like, what the fuck? So I look up, and there's this dude standing there, this old black dude. He's like, hey, man, what's up, man? I just looked up like, okay, what the fuck? And I'm in a bad position here. Like, I can't really protect myself. There's the parking lot is late. There's not very many people in it. It's just like me, my car, a couple people that are inside the store. But, yeah. you know, nobody sees this shit. So I'm looking up and she was like, hey, man, what's up, man? I was like, uh, trying to fix my car, dog. He's like, man, my old lady just kicked me out of the house. And I was like, thinking to myself, like, what the fuck this got to do with me? Yeah. <laughs> so I to yeah. <laughs> He's like, man, I just, man, I need to, I need to get a bus, man, so I can go stay with somebody or something. Uh, I just need, like, 85 cents or something. And I was, like, still just looking at him. And I'm thinking, and he's like, oh, and the other thing is my change, you know, your open. Your bag thing was open. Yeah, it was yeah, open. So he was like, he was like, I see you got some change, man. Let me go ahead and get a little something, man. And I was like, uh, 85 cents. So I started pulling out 85 cents, and he's like, man, come on, dog, man. I ain't gonna lie, man. I, I, I'm trying to get a 40, man. You know what I'm saying? Get some liquor or something. So I'm thinking, like, this motherfucker want all my change. But I'm still laying down yeah, in my car, so I'm like, fuck, I ain't about to fight this dude, and I'm by myself, and if he got anything on him, I'm done. He can just jump in the car and choke me. I couldn't do shit, right? So I'm just like, hold on, man, you can just have the whole thing. Just give me a second. So I just gave him all my change, and then he left me alone, but... Like, that's the only time I'm ever giving money to a homeless person. Because I was just like, oh, man, you bastard. Yeah, I was just like, fuck that, man. I was like, I ain't have a choice. bastard, man. Like, yeah, man, exactly. Like, I was calling that homeless dude a bastard. I, I, I can't believe this shit. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I give a homeless person every now. I give him a dollar or so. Because, Not you know, because like I said, I have a real... What's a dollar going to do for them, bitch? Like, no, I don't know how they... Make you feel better. Yeah, it does. It's going to make you feel better. That's all. Fuck my conscience. You know what? I have a little agency, so, you know, I work with clients sometimes who are homeless. So right. Every now and then I will give him a dial or change or two, but sometimes I like fucking with him. So I'm like, oh, well, oh, how, how I, I, I was in Georgia, <laughs> I was in Georgia, and um, you know, I was like, yo, let me get some money. Let me get like five dollars. Like, yo, man, I, I said, man, I don't think you gonna do it. Buy some crack with it, man. I'm gonna give you that for. He said, I swear to God, I ain't gonna buy no crack. I swear to God, I said, you gonna buy some crack? Well, I said, he gonna buy crack with. I swear to God, man, I swear to God, my life. Yo, let me get this five dollars. You know, he's still shaking yeah. and, you know, slapping his head. I was like, you know what? I give you a dollar, man. Get out of my face. Damn. See, I don't get homeless people no. shit. But I don't ever feel bad about it because I'm just like, you know, what's more so important about you that's more important than the next homeless dude? I just give, I mean, it's a reason to give all your money away if you really think about it. But I earned my shit. No, I, I and I feel like giving money to them only makes us feel better for a little bit. But we ain't really trying to help them. Like, we just give them a dollar so, they, so well, we can go, I, I gave them a dollar. I give them case management for a living. So yeah, know. but I mean, you you know you do that for like hand jobs and stuff. I don't want to get into how you get paid. Let's keep that off the air. Okay, okay, we'll keep that off the air. But, um, yeah, yeah. but like, the thing that struck me funny, though, is like, another time I saw a homeless dude that had a dog. And I was like, yeah. you are not homeless enough. But you know what, though, was perfect was your wife. Of course he was white. Oh, uh, yes, exactly. What kind of question is that? I, 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 
It's dude, if you homeless and you black, that dog become dog yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and that's one thing about another thing about white people. We say about Michael Vick and all that. Yeah, they love animals sometimes more than they love people. Yeah, they so do. you know, I've seen on you know, I saw TV True Life where people were illegally they were evicted, didn't have a home, they were staying in the storage room. Right, and they had a dog with. That dog should have been sold or whatever, like you know. But you know, I like I said, I've just I've seen many white people come to me and cry to me how their horse died. Lady yeah. was telling me how her horse died. And she was crying, and you know, we all got together. The horse died. And I looked at me, and she looked at her husband like because husbands they come and go. What? But a real horse? You just you can't. You know, they come in a lifetime. Okay, yeah. You know, dog, like, let me tell you something, dog. Like, you look, can't. You cannot turn a horse into a housewife, dog. That's what I'm <laughs> telling people, man. I don't believe in that shit. Um, and then the, also uh, another thing is like, I don't understand how you get so desperate. You don't have a home. You're begging for money on the street, but somehow you find a way to feed your fucking dog, man. Yeah, you know, and I, and come you know, on, man. Exactly, you pick between. That means it was nice when, but supposedly you pick between you eating or the dog eating. Some people do that, man. I've seen, like I said, I, I've gone to. Uh, we've had drug centers, like I said, once again, white people. Yeah. You know, the the, the son had he had a mental health issue. The family yeah. was kind of middle class, and he was living homeless. They said, look, you know, you you need to go to drug treatment. He said, look, I don't need you. He he didn't want to be around his family. He said, I don't lie. I want you, that's how, that's, I want you out my life. But I know that's racist, but that's how I assume all white people get. Yeah, yes. Yeah, and, 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 <laughs> yeah, and, 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 so the help is there. Yeah, the help I feel is there. Yeah. And, and like, you're right. And the guy says, I don't want this. And, but they said, okay, well, we have your dog. He's crying. He's like, oh, you have my dog? And what are you going to do with it? <laughs> We're not giving you the dog team. He's like, He's like, and he's literally like tearing it up. Wow. That's my dog, man. Like, I'm going to do this for you, man. I'm going to do this for the dog. Wow. And, you know, so it's like white people. Also, man, what I want to know is where the fuck do homeless people get all these markers and cardboard? I've always wondered that. Like, what <laughs> in the hell did they do that? I mean, what they do? <laughs> what they go, what they scrape grease off the streets. And just, you know, <laughs> How are they doing this <laughs> shit? They are yeah. never out of markers and signs. Never out of markers and signs. Yeah. I'm just making depots. They don't even have like an X through one side of the sign and then flip it yeah, over. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. brand new nice. Yeah. Car, and the cardboard's nice too. Yeah, it might as well say Go Mavericks or. Maybe markers out the store or something. And uh, the other thing that pissed me off about the dude was that he only had a slight limp. If you're gonna be homeless, you got to earn my money, dog. You need to have no leg or something. Yeah, like, yeah. If you got one leg. Maybe I would think about giving maybe, some. Maybe, maybe. I have had a slight limp before and went to work. Motherfucker, I'm not about to give you money because you can't walk. You walk a little funny. And it wasn't even like, I was looking to see like, well, maybe he has a prosthesis on yeah. or a crutch or a cane. No, this nigga was just like, oh, oh, my leg. It's like, and people was giving him money. Yeah, I was you know disgusted. what, exactly. We were like, you know what? Maybe you need to vote for Obama for health care. You know, my theory is I want to have a sign. I want. I don't want to be homeless, obviously, but I just want to get off work in my business casual attire, go stand off in the middle of South Park with a sign that just says, "Trying to get this new Madden 2011." I just need fifty dollars, man. Who can I get? Can I just get a little bit of money? I think I want to do that. I think that would be a great study. If it wasn't illegal, I'd do it because I. Oh, that was the other thing. 
a couple of days later, I saw the police out there, and they was arresting dude. And uh, they was arresting homeboy, and it was a black woman police officer. I was like, get him, girl. Yeah. Like, I know she was doing the same thing. She was probably riding on the street like, this motherfucker. He's out here he every day. Not, yeah, he is yeah. not homeless enough to be out here. But you know what? There's not, it's, it's illegal to stand out there. But it's not illegal to walk around and just kind of pace around. That's not yeah. illegal. What? That's Isn't it illegal to loiter for money? Well, it's, 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 it's just a great area. Oh, you know, yeah. if you have a sign for the day yeah. on you that's work, you have that sign on you all day that says, yeah. I'm trying to buy a house. Or if you just, you just walking. Right. You're walking to the store with this. Uh, that's not really more. Well, homeboy was standing. I seen him. Yeah, that's not yeah, He was there for a couple it's of days. A great area, but I think the other thing, the other thing I don't like is signs that don't have catastrophic issues. Like one time yeah. outside my old job, it was at Walmart. This dude was standing at a Walmart across the street from my old job, and his sign said something like, uh, "Lost my job, and you know, I have a wife and kids, and we're trying to get enough money to stay in our house." I was like, nigga, that's a normal issue. Yeah, shit, that's everybody. You yeah. go to DSS off Randolph Road and apply for something. Yeah, yeah. like, that, that can't be a hardship. Because you really qualify with kids. Like, I'm sorry, dude. That is just a normal issue that people deal with every day. You don't get no pass because you white. Like, I'm going to go ahead and ask for this shit because I feel like I should have to have a home. Get your ass up and get a job. There's a Walmart right there. They hiring. Move your ass in an apartment like everybody yeah. else. Yeah, that again. <laughs> shit. All right, man. So, um... Let me go ahead and uh, get into this boondock thing, which is why I brought Vic here to talk about. Um, oh, actually, no. One more thing. I saw a Basketball Wives reunion. I, I saw, saw, I just saw part of it, and I was like, you know what? That shit should have been sponsored by Trojan, birth control birth pills, birth, you know, and, uh, uh, STD tests, like and, and, DNA tests. And, and, and another thing, too, is just like, you know, VH1... I was telling my uncle. My uncle was like, he was asking me what channel, what television show, basketball wives on. Cause he likes watching stuff like that. Yeah. I said, look, anything's a grade and just turn the VH1. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That puts us back yeah. like in the Bulldog show where Martin Luther King has to say, I got my ass whooped for this. Yeah. It's VH1. Yeah. And, and, you know, it, it is because the whole show, I, I watched part of you know, here and there, you know, yeah. in the house and all that. They never at all one time said how good they had it. Yeah. Never once said how good they had. Yeah. And, I, and then if you think about it too, it's called basketball wise, but it really looks bad on black women because. Well, not first of all, it should be called basketball quote unquote wise. Yes. None of them bitches are married. No, none of them were married. None of them were married. <laughs> and then the one that was married, her husband shut that shit down. When yeah. they reunion, I was like, she's not. I was like, yeah, her husband told her, yeah. bitch, you ain't going. Yeah, man. Yeah. That's the thing. Like, uh, uh, and married men, you know, people in relationships, you probably have dealt with this before, but when your friend, when your girl has those friends that are just miserable oh all the time, the man treats them like shit, and you're just like, why do you hang out with them? There comes a breaking point where it's like, okay, yeah, you gotta stop fucking with these chicks. And, 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 and you know, that's what I like, you know, uh, and that, there's a new girl right now that took last person broke up with. Right. The person I'm dating now is... She doesn't have a lot of homegirls, this and that, and it's so relieving because it's like, okay, right. she doesn't have another person be hating on her, yeah. and this, this and that. You know, it's sad to see somebody let them homegirl, let their homegirl. That's what I did like about Gloria. I thought, okay, Gloria was a little snooty, right. but 
a lot of women that class are a little bougie. Right. You know, even I, I joke my mother, I say, now you making money, you bougie too. Right. But, you know, so that's, <laughs> that, but that's cool. But Gloria, one thing that is, they're talking all this smack to her, and she's not trying to hear it, because right. you got to be positive when in your marriage. Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty sure people come to y'all all the time telling you how negative their marriage is, or what yeah. you need to do. You need to get this cleaned up. Or this Somebody thing. told us today that we wasn't even compatible. Yeah. And they was hoping to be the lawyer for our divorce. I, yeah, yeah I, don't know, I don't know who told and that's what it is and I'm pretty sure you know as you start to do this podcast you're going to have people and the more successful you start to have you're going to have people come to you and say look you know you might want to get a, a post nut right. and this and this and that and that's what's going to happen and you know and, and, and that's one of the you know sad things when it comes to divorces and right. this and that but you know this show with the women None of them were married. And none of them were happy. And that's the thing. That, that's the part nobody wants to talk about. None of them were happy. You know, they done had kids by these dudes. Uh, that, and all yeah, that. and so, Not it's, cool. and honestly, nobody would ever miss this. All these women were, are gold diggers. And that's something that nobody wants to come Shawnee out and say. Shawnee was on her second yeah. marriage. You know, yeah. she's a producer of the show. I mean, it's just, man, Shawnee. She was married to Shaq. And there was a rumor yeah. that Shaq stole her from her first husband. The so, thing I give Shawnee credit for, though, is she is she the kingpin. Yes, she is. Like, she she was able to manipulate that entire show somehow. Yeah. Where it's her, it's her product. But she would be on the show for a minute. Yeah. It would be 29 minutes of bitches acting dizzy, throwing water on yeah. each other, talking shit about each other behind their back, and then it'd be one minute of Shawnee at the end, like, well, that's just how it is when you're living with the basketball wives. Yeah. See you next week. Check, please. Like, yeah. she was just caking off them bitches. I can't believe none of them was like, well, actually, I can't believe they seem to be pretty stupid. Yeah. But I can't, but it's weird that none of them ever got to a point where they was like, why, why isn't Shawnee ever involved in the dirt in this? Why yeah. is she always above the fray? And, and you know, and like I said, it's just like all those shows, like Flavor of Love and all yeah. that. You know, Jimmy Flavor, Flavor Flavor was ignorant, he was the top three ugliest guys in show business. But yeah. a lot of the times, he's coming into the craziness. Yeah. And that's what happened. And I think that's what VH1, and if you, like I said, that's why it's so great. You look at VH1, just generally the host or the hostess or whoever's the main character, yeah. boosts the stuff up, and they just come in easily, and they just watch you act like a damn fool, yeah. and you keep going from there. But it, it, it was crazy. Like you said, like I said, Royce was doing their dances and stuff like oh, that. Man. Oh, man. I see how she got Dwight out. I see how she got Dwight out. No, I, 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 I a good job. Did you know that she's like 30? I didn't know she she started. Yeah, exactly. She I looked, looked mad young, but she, she looked so young. I you thought she was like a little kid. I thought she was a nineties baby. You could tell she ran she ran game on. She the ran wife. game. She was like, oh, I'm I'm your age. This is what I believe. She was dancing or whatever. She, he was checking her out, and I think she came up to him because when he first got in the league, he was really religious. She probably came to him and was like, hey, um. Can you help me do like some Bible study in my house? Yeah. I just need to get right with the Lord. And I know that you're all about some Jesus and whatnot. She showed up to his house and with yeah. her with some glasses on and a Bible and a low cut blouse, and it was over. And it was over. You know, she probably did. She she, she went to there her phone because that's how girls get you. And you know, I ain't in there having to meet before. Right, of course. I ain't there having to meet before. But you know, you show them YouTube photos and they show pictures and they say, you looking at it. Well, she probably played them like she probably like, do you think? This is too sexy. Yeah, it's a picture of me on my yeah. face with no drawers on. He's like, 
Meanwhile, in the background, she got uh, have a baby by me, be a millionaire. Yeah, 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 like, yeah. like, like, dude, just got. I know he had simp written all over him. When yeah, he got and, to and, the and, you know, and, and, and that's what Laura told her. You yeah. will never be one of us. Yeah. You will just be some Twitter craze. And, and, and she's right. Yeah. She was right. That's what I'm saying. What's crazy to me is that they all, like, it's funny to listen to them diss on each other. And especially when they were like, it's like basketball wise versus groupies. How many of y'all that have a ring, please raise your hand. Exactly. Everyone that has a ring. And that's what the groupies told them. Yeah. They were like, like you wasn't together with him. That, yeah. And I, I saw some groupies like, you weren't together with him. You were one of us. Like, yeah. you know. On Twitter, I was talking about the reunion. Yeah. The chick that, you remember, you know, the light-skinned chick, yeah. the Puerto Rican, that came on and was the, the one who was the enemy, yeah. Sandra or whatever. Yeah. I, I, so I made a couple jokes about it. She hit me up on Twitter a couple wow. times. And one of the things she said was, don't worry about it. They're going to get theirs. Now, look, I ain't involved in none of that shit. Mm-hmm. I make uh, jokes. I'm a nigga uh, with a uh, microphone. Y'all, y'all, y'all jokes. You know, you better watch out for your dress. Yeah. And all that. I don't want nothing to do with none of that I, shit. I saw she had a, a, a picture. Actually, she, she had a picture with um in a club with uh, Boris Cujo or something like that. He played on Soul Food. Uh-huh. So she knows a lot of famous people. Now you gotta yeah, watch I don't want to deal with none of that we, shit. We're no. just making a disclaimer. I want to make it known that we are not associated with Basketball Wise. No VH1. <laughs> no anybody associated with that. I just want to make that clear. <laughs> It's like on Boo Dies on the Bomb. It's like, uh, I don't know no, Riley. Yeah, We're just uh, MySpace friends. Yeah. Uh, basically, fuck that nigga. Fuck yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, um, so talking about the Boo Dies, man. Um, this last episode about Tyler Perry. Oh, my God. Epic. was epic. hilarious. It was you know, so good. It's, it's just it's so, you know, it's so crazy that, like I told you before, if I had enough money to buy the Boondocks yeah. and be president, I, I would do it. Yeah. I would buy that show. And I would I come out with a soundtrack. I would come up yes, with a soundtrack. Yes, they need a soundtrack. Like, yeah. Because soundtrack, I mean, think how many rappers and, would yeah, love to be on that. Tyler probably would love to be a rapper on yeah. that. The Boondocks soundtrack. Yeah. Boondocks shirts. Yeah. I would have about 20 shirts already. Yeah, they do a horrible job marketing that show. And that was one of the conversations we had at the YMCA one time. And, um, yeah, that's how we kind of yeah, think about this. Like, yeah. Regina King even said in one article, like, it, this, we obviously have not, or Cartoon Network Aaron Magruder, have not marketed this show the way it should be. Mm-hmm. And they could have. And she said she would buy the show. Yeah. and it, But I think a lot of times with uh, a lot of these Afrocentric, uh, Af- Af- Afrocentric uh, artists yeah. and whatnot, like even with Dave Chappelle, yeah. I think even they have Nas. a problem, even with Nas, they have a problem with success. Like half of their, uh, half of their uh, material is devoted to if you get a certain amount of success, you're a sellout. Yeah. And it's like I call out sellouts for a living. I call out Tyler Perry. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I call out people that you know, are just making money off of, just in it to make money. So all of a sudden, when they start making money, I think they really freeze up, and they're just like, I I can't do this. I can't do this. Yeah, and and, and, you know, now you say, you know, like you said, too, like I said, Nas is one of the people, because if you look at his last swap, hip-hop is dead. Yeah. And nigga, 
those were great albums, and I, I, I was banging in my car when I was coming here. Yeah. You know, but they had no play. They had right. no video play. They had no airplay. I mean, did the world is. I mean, if you can open up your own podcast in your house and your right. room, then there's no reason why you should not be able to market the Boondocks, your right. album, or whatever you're doing. And it's weird I, I because like you can't have content on your album where you call it like Kobe Bryant a coon, and in the same and in the same breath. Say okay, I want to get radio play. So like, I think they sacrifice it. They're just like, I'm gonna call Tyler Perry Coon. Yeah. I'm gonna call BET out. But they know while they're doing that, like, but this shit can't get but so popular yeah. because eventually I have to get the approval from Viacom, yeah. who owns BET. I have to get like I have to have these people in my in my um, that have my back. But but and but you can't you know, really get that. But but you know what? One thing I said I was thinking about this earlier today. If Family Guy and Family Guy has said some. Hilarious thing, but they have really very controversial. Very yeah. controversial, and, and I'm a very open-minded person, right. you know. But they have said some things, and, and I'm like, whoa, okay, right. you know what? You've gone a Let little too, too too far. Like if, if you was well, in the does that, I'm like, but, but, yeah. but, but but you know, but but they don't. But Sam Guy has gone to the point where you know, separating. If you was in the room right now, I'd punch <laughs> you in your fucking face. Uh-huh. You know, but I'm cool. Then I would say, you know what? I love you, man. You my favorite yeah. white boy. <laughs> you know, so it, it, it's just it's kind of like that. You know, where Family Guy does, if Family Guy can get away with joking the Holocaust, yeah. joking slavery, I mean, and, and they don't do it in a intellectual way. They just do it just because it's funny. Right. Boondocks does it because it's funny and they make you think about it. Right. So if if if, if they can joke the Holocaust, they joke Anne Frank, they right. make Jesus jokes all the time. Then I think Boondocks can get away with it. Yeah. But so that's why I say it has more to do with Aaron Magruder just saying. He's just, I think he's singing too much into it and not just going with everything. Yeah. Let them shut you down. Make them fight you. And I think yeah. if he goes in for the fight, he'll have people ready to fight with him. Right. Yeah, not only that, I think the I think the difference is a lot of times when you have these shows and I think and, and it's I don't wanna bring the racial part up, but when you have these shows that have like white producers, white okay. editors and things like that, they're willing to cross lines that it's okay because they have these connections. But a lot of times we have these shows that are black produced, black writers, black okay. scripts. Like you said, they don't want to limit themselves, and they don't want to make people mad so that other doors won't be open. But at the same time, when you have a good product, you must market the well, product. Well, let me let me pick back on that. Hold on a second. Let me pick back on that. One thing that you got to realize about Family Guy, because I, I, like it's easy for us to say, well, Family Guy did this. Family Guy's story is they started out on Fox. They got canceled. Yeah. Partially because they weren't getting high enough ratings. But it also because they were too. Also Wednesday. because they were too controversial. Yeah. They, there's a banned episode. It's, it's air, it can air now. But ironically, time. it was banned, and it was all about Jewish people. Yeah. Um, even when that the one the, the one the, my favorite joke in that one is when Optimus Prime shows up to Temple and he transforms, and then he transforms a little bit more. Oh, yeah, yeah, and he, gets, yeah, yeah, yeah. he gets the yarmulke and the suspenders. <laughs> but um. <laughs> Like, they had to go through a struggle, and if it wasn't for Cartoon Network airing their old replays, yeah. and the ratings being so high, they would have never been brought back. Oh, yeah. So, even in their case, they went through a hurdle where people were like, you can't put this shit on the air. And, and, I will, and then it came back because the money is what matters. And, and I will true. say, too, and I like to say, you bring a good point, and maybe I could be wrong for saying this, but Severin is not only white, he's Jewish. 
Yeah. Well, Seth MacFarlane is the Seth, dude. Seth, that's what I mean. That's why I keep saying Seth Green. Yeah. He's the voice. He's a he's the voice of, of Chris. Chris. Yeah. But Seth yeah. MacFarlane, the creator, mm-hmm. is white and Jewish. I know. Jewish. I, I I mean, yeah, he's Jewish. So I mean, because I, I remember he was joking with Weinstein. He was talking about how he was Jewish too. Oh, I believe okay. he is. Right, I believe he is. I, I'm pretty sure he is. I ain't looking it up. Y'all but, listeners, y'all y'all hit me up. Yeah, yeah, that. Just, just that. Yeah. If, I'm wrong, <laughs> if I'm wrong, I will go under the podcast and say, you know what, I was fucking wrong. <laughs> but I think he is, and if he is Jewish, you know, we have to admit, at the end of the day, they have a strong, I mean, this is not a bad thing, but they have a great network in the entertainment business. Right. They just do. It's not knocking it. Well, also, I mean, yeah. if you're Jewish, you get to make jokes on yourself, too. Yeah, too, yeah. So, um, and normally, like, that's one area with, like, Arsenio got canceled fucking around with Jewish people, bringing yeah, fair kind yeah. of stuff. Like, that's one area where most people are like, let me just leave that shit alone. But if you're Jewish, you can talk about it. It's just like if you're black, with boom, like Boondocks. Boondocks got people saying nigga left and right on every, like, every show. Nigga, 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 nigga. But it's all because, hey, a black guy wrote this. We got black actors. Even some of the white people being played by black people. Yeah. <laughs> um, and even, and it's used to, like, with some type of uh, effect and some type of thought to it. Yeah. But the point being, you couldn't do that on Family Guy. But, but at the same time, too, you have to think about it that nigga is a part of the culture, whether you don't use nigga a lot or yeah. you don't use nigga a lot. Well, they even use What's funny, though, is they even use it where, like, a white guy saying, like, remember the episode yeah. of the teacher? Yeah. Like, uh, called Riley, uh, was, was referring back to Riley as the, as the N-word. Or nigga technology. Yeah, it's like, they have Congress white characters saying this, or Uncle Ruckus, yeah, because in I, his satire, yeah, where he's yeah, pretty much just racistly yeah. saying nigga. Yeah. And, because you have, and, and once again, there are a lot of white people who listen to this podcast, you know, right. y'all use the N-word behind our backs. But you know, I know y'all use it. But you know what? I don't really care about that as long as they play the... Like, the rule is... This is the nigga rule. Everybody should know this rule. If this is new to you, then I don't know what to tell you. But trying to educate you. Don't the nigga rule shot. is basically this. You can say that shit all you want to by yourself yeah. and with other people. But just know that it's a little disrespectful if you want to use it in front of black people. And... I'm not saying, I don't, like, I hate when people say, like, I will fuck you up. I don't really believe that. I'm a grown-ass man. I will not fuck you up for yeah. saying the N-word mm-hmm. funny. But we won't be cool. And it's, and it's more, and it's not even about, I think you're racist now. It's simply a sign of respect. It's not, it's like, uh, you don't walk up to, uh, to your woman and go, say, bitch, when you gonna let me get some pussy tonight? Yeah. It's like, okay, that's a little fucking offensive. Oh, no, no, or you go up to a random person and call her a bitch. That you right, yeah, like, exactly. Hey, yo, what up, bitch? Right. You know, or, or you go up to a Mexican so, I mean, and call you know, a, maybe, a wet bag. Maybe some people have uh, good relationships with their black friends and they do that. Just know that's a case-by-case basis where yeah. that person might allow you to do that. They don't give you the hood pass like John Mayer was yeah. talking about. You can't just run around and, saying and, that and, shit. And, and, you know, his hood pass, I'm not from the hood, but his shit got fucking remote. <laughs> I mean, it's, just, it's always I, funny I, I, I to me. Like, yo, give me your hood pass. Baby. It's always funny to me when someone says they have a hood pass, like yeah. all black people have a, a yearly meeting, yeah. and we decide which white people is cool. Yeah, it's like, oh, 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 white dude right there is cool. Yeah. It's cool. And, you know, white people sometimes think that, you know what, man, you know, if I do this, this, and that, black people, I'm cool. Right. You know, if I listen to rap music, then I have a hood pass. Right. You know, and it, this is kind of changing stuff, but, you know, we have a white person on the football team. Not, the football team consists of 96% yeah. black people. He comes there, he's trying to get his hood pass. He's saying, you know what, man, I see my mother that day, man, 
I beat the shit out of that bitch. What? I beat the shit out of her ass. You know, oh, okay, I've heard that before. Black people. Yeah. And, and you know, the dude says, oh, word? You beat the shit out of your mom? Yeah, man. He's like, so he brings him from home. Tell him what you do. I beat the shit out of that bitch. All of a sudden, he just goes, boom. Dang. And then all of them start beating his ass. Because Damn. once again, he didn't realize that black men love their mothers. <laughs> I mean, come on now. Tupac said, even as a crack fiend mama, yeah. you beat a black queen. So he got his ass yeah, it's just, I, I mean, ass. the thing is, like, for me, physical violence at this yeah. point is just ridiculous. I really... There's very few things that would have to happen in my life. But if you were in high school, school. I mean, yeah, yeah, know. obviously, yeah, that that couldn't have happened recently. No, no, that's like, <laughs> like when I heard that story, I was like, give them some young niggas. Yeah, 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 that's yeah. a case right now. Yeah, 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 you yeah. somebody oh, at thirty, on, you going downtown? Oh man, come on, that would have been like you better have been arrested in yeah. the news, uh, CNN, Fox News, and yeah. that white guy gets beat down by. <laughs> Thugs, I mean, even know. if it, even if it ain't news, dog, white people just don't play yeah. that dude. It's like yeah. it's like that time when Corey was talking shit to that white dude, yeah. And then the dude was like, "Well, look, dude, what do you want to do?" Because it's yeah, yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Corey said, "You do this shit, you gonna beat your ass." He said, "Well, look, man, I, I'm gonna do it again. I mean, if you want to do something, then you're just gonna have to do it. I'm sorry." Man. And, Fuck you. Yeah, he's like, Corey yeah. couldn't even hit him because yeah, yeah. I guarantee you what happens is, even if Corey beats that dude down, knocks him out, the first thing that dude does is go up front, file a report, get yeah. the police, and Corey's going to prison. Like, yeah. that's the difference at 30 between fucking around yeah, yeah, with two yeah, because, he, because he told him, and like on Boondocks, yeah. said, a nigga moment, yeah. where you have two black men fight each other, yeah. and then the white guy says, hey, why do you do that for? And he's like, he says, hold on. I'm white. And walked yeah, away. Walk away. And, and, yeah. and you know, and that was so real. I saw it, and I was yeah. right there. I, me and Rod saw it that day playing basketball. Corey was over stupid basketball. And he said, look, you do that shit again, I'm going to beat your yeah. ass. And Corey was going to beat his ass. And dude said, I'm going to do it again. So I'm going to beat your yeah. ass. He says, well, look, dude, I don't mind getting my ass kicked, <laughs> yeah. You know, like, I'm a good again, dude. And Corey's like, fuck you. Yeah, dude was, and the thing is, dude might have been knocked out for a while, whatever. Yeah. He's just going to, he's going to, Call the police. He's gonna file a report. He might miss a couple of days of work. Yeah, and he's gonna sue your ass. Yeah, yeah, like this dude. And he's gonna shock the water next day and jump around how you guys ass. Yeah, this dude is not out. He didn't give a fuck about yeah. your. your now, your if you did it to a black person, they would have been fighting. Oh, I've seen him do it to a black person. Yeah. And that was the time where he fought three dudes at the same time, knocked one of them out, and the other two dudes just quit. Like game Damn. over. Yeah. Like that boy got knocked out, and then like the boy that got knocked out had a concussion. So they put him on the bench next to me because, you know, me, I'm just like, yeah. I ain't got shit to do with nothing. Yeah, yeah. So I'm sitting down, like, putting my shit on, like, I'm like, all right, fellas, I guess that was game. <laughs> and uh, they said the dude that got knocked out next to me, and the dude just looking at me with a big knot on his head, and he like, hey, man, hey, did he hit me? <laughs> I said, yes, man, yes, he hit you. And he just stood, he just stared for a second, and he's like, hey, did he hit me? I was like, oh my god, he, he fucked you up. I was like, where are your boys? His boys wasn't in there no yeah. more. Like, his boys still talking about what they gonna do to Corey. I said, look, man, your boy needs to go to the hospital. Not now, but right now. Yeah. <laughs> Get his ass out of here, because the only thing that's gonna happen to him is he's gonna pass out or something. You can't go to sleep with a concussion. You know, your brain's fucking swelling right now. Take him somewhere. If you're any kind of friend, take him somewhere. And you're like, on Boondocks, was it nigga moment? Plus, nigga sentences yeah. equals complete disaster. Because yeah. the nigga sentences would have been him going to sleep and he died. Yeah. And then, of course, complete disaster going to prison. Yeah. And you know what did they say? 
only way to stop a nigga mama on the boondocks is jail. Is jail. <laughs> so, I mean, Cora kind of got off on it. Alright, man. So, and, and next, next uh, year, I'll tell you, we're back on the uh, hood pass. Uh, I just want that all our white people know that me and Rod renew our white people hood passes like insurance every six months. I want y'all to know we go over y'all files. <laughs> we review y'all rates. We try to be sure that you're still in the same bracket yeah. and all that good stuff. Yeah, yeah Darius, you know, last time I saw you, you know, you most got in a fight with Rashard, so your hood pass was revoked. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, yeah also, um, <laughs> yeah, I actually, need to, I actually need to talk to my friend Coop because I got some bad news about your hood pass, man. It didn't. I don't think you made it through. But anyway, man, we'll talk about that later. Um, uh, so let's do some news, and then we're gonna get out of here. Um, the Crystal believed the command, and Petraeus, General Petraeus, was chosen to take over. Um, President Barack Obama on Wednesday replaced General Stanley Lee McChrystal as commander of the U.S. and Allied Forces of Afghanistan and nominated General David Petraeus to replace him while affirming the support for a counterinsurgency strategy and countering problems. The dramatic shift came a day after McChrystal's disparaging comments about America's civilian leadership process and reignited the national debate of the war, on the war in Afghanistan. Now in its eighth year, with a June death toll of coalition forces that is close to becoming the highest of the war. So shit is out of control over there. And uh, McChrystal, though, trying to be sly, was, had an a, a interview with Rolling Stone. And he was just talking yeah. mad shit about the White House. And, and, and you know, and like I said, it, it just goes to a point of chain of command. You know, no yeah. one, I have never seen a president and in my short years even going back in history who has been dis- disrespected this much in his first yeah. year George Bush lost a lot of his respect after the second in his second term after right. the Iraq war I mean you know I mean let's remember you know when, when uh, uh, Obama addressed Congress for the health care and then the senator comes out or, or congressman comes out and says you lie right. in the middle of that who does that yeah you know no. so it, it's just it's just kind of disrespectful. it weird I have a friend on Twitter that's really like hardcore conservative and she's uh uh, she's in the military. Yeah. So she's very supportive of the military, and it was just weird to listen to her say, like, "Okay, I, I support what McChrystal said when you first said it," because she's like, "I just want to support the military," and I was always, I was just kind of like, "Well, what about when military commanders were complaining under Bush?" Exactly. And, and you know, a couple of them got ousted, and like the other thing is like, what if? Like, no one was this blatant against Bush. Like, there was no, no one, no one. Like, Wesley Clark was, was, was out before he actually started talking about Bush. Like, he was like, okay, I resigned. Now I'm going to start saying what I have on my mind. He didn't even come with how. He never yeah. publicly disrespected. He just said, you know what? I'm just getting out of here. Right. Colin Powell put his fucking credit on the line. Yeah. Well, he sold everybody on that war. Uh, I'm going to yeah. Iraq. But, um, like, that kind of loyalty is what the military, I, is what I was led to believe the military yeah. was about. Coming out talking shit sideways about your president, the commander in chief. How is that something you can support and then go, well, I'm still supporting the military? And the congressman who, who yelled out Obama, you lied during his speech, his, right. his address to Congress, he was in the military. Right. So, you know, I, I honestly, once again, I'm, I'm going to pull, I'm pulling out my cards. Right. I got this, the, the, the sex card and I'm pulling out the, the race card. card. Slam. 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 Right there. <laughs> you know, because. 
I've never seen a president been disrespected this much, you know. And you just don't disrespect your superior. You don't have yeah. you haven't heard anyone from BP, an executive, come out and trash BP. Yeah. You haven't heard an employee come out and trash BP. You know, you don't. You oh, can't. they got them on the lock. You can't it. do that. But anyway, in any job we worked at, and where all of our corporations worked at, you cannot diss the place where you're at. You cannot. And expect to keep your job. And exactly. that's the thing. I don't, it's amazing how they expecting him to keep his job. Well, I mean, I've got to pull out my card to uh, draw for color black. Because this shit is racist. Yeah. I got the big Joker dog. Ain't nothing better than that. <laughs> nah, but seriously, though. Uh, uh, Jesse Jackson race car. Boom. And Al Sharpton. I wonder if the race car got, like, for the king, it's got, like, Al Sharpton face. <laughs> but, um, what, what's funny to me, though, is listening to um her. Like, the other thing she said was, like, because I was like, why'd you vote for Obama? She's like, I voted for him twice. And I, I don't know if she's from Chicago. I don't know what she means. She voted for him twice. But she said, I voted for Obama twice. Like, she must be from Chicago, right? Yeah. 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 President yeah. Once. Oh, she probably voted for him in the primaries. Oh, okay. So she's like, I voted for uh, Obama twice. Yeah. And um, she's like, uh, and the reason I didn't vote for McCain is because McCain would have tried to bring the troops home even faster. I was like, that's not true. Yeah. He clearly oh, said. twice as long. He actually said, if we have to stay in Iraq for 100 years, we just will. Yeah. He right. said that. Because yeah. he said he would always be like, kind of like with us in North and in Korea. You know, people, we have always have troops in Korea. We always will. And now with the situation in Korea, we might have to send more troops out there yeah. because of the tension. So, yeah. you know. But this is weird because she said, he definitely said that. Yeah. And then her response after I said, well, look, you don't remember that he said that? And she's just like, well, you know, something like, you know how it is or something. Kind of dismissive where it's like, yeah. why can't you give me that? Why can't you just yeah. be like, you know what? You're right. I forgot. Nah, and, 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 and I have not heard any concern. I'm going to get home. I want to hear what Bill O'Reilly has to say yeah. about this because once again, and Bill O'Reilly, I'm always conservative, say you have to follow behind your leader. You have yeah. to follow behind Bush. I support Bush because yeah. he's a chief in command. You cannot question Well, that's leader. until a Democrat gets elected. Um, oh, yeah. Go ahead and read your, uh, you got a couple questions on Twitter, Ken? Yeah, I have one question. I don't know how to pronounce the first one. Megalomania. Thank, thank you very much. Um, it says, I hope y'all touch on LT's fall down and Mexicans cartel putting the word out that they will kill U.S. cops. Alright, so I printed these articles out. Um, grand, grand jury indicts Taylor on rape charge. Pro Football Hall of Famer Lawrence Taylor was indicted Wednesday by a suburban New York grand jury on charges of third degree rape and patronizing a prostitute. The indictment follows his May 6th arrest at a Holiday Inn in Rampo, New York, where prosecutors say he paid a 16 year old girl $300 to have sex with him. Taylor has been charged previously in a Rampo town court, but the indictment transfers the case to Rockland County. He's scheduled to appear July 13th. Uh, six count indictment in the people of the state of New York versus Lawrence Taylor. Um, the and it's like you can print out the the court filing. I'm not doing that. Uh, anyway, the former New York linebacker was also indicted on charges of endangering the welfare of a child, sexual abuse, criminal sexual act in the third degree. He faces up to four years in prison if convicted. He has denied the charges. Um, and his defense is that he just had the girl in the room and he jacked yeah. off. Yeah. And that was it. And, and, I, and I think that's may always going to happen because I mean if you look at the third degree rape I mean it's people who want to understand third degree rape all, what third degree, third degree rape means is just that he had sex with an underage girl mm-hmm. she was under 17 or under the age of 17 yeah. and he was over the age of 17 yeah. so that's what third degree rape is it's not something where he's going to be in jail for 
10, 20 years, but it's something that he don't want to have on his record. Yeah, and I mean, New York Giants are going to have to disassociate with themselves. So yeah, and it's kind of like one of those things where maybe there'll be a deal reached or something, but yeah. If he got if it's mandatory prison time, that sucks. Like yeah. that's like classical bird shit, where it's just like and Lil Wayne, where it's just like ain't really much you can plead out of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, your ass like you either got to plead completely out of these charges or your ass is done. Well, I think right now Lawrence Taylor is necessarily not fighting necessarily for him to go to jail. But like I said, he's going to do he would do three years, maybe a year and a half yeah. in jail. That's going that's nothing. Yeah, he's fighting for his. I guess uh, publicity wise his credibility right. his character is right he ain't really because, got much of that because anyway. had, I mean he's not that much of that but they have rape on yeah, your uh, they have rape on, on, on your uh, record Who, who's famous as that one person was Mike Tyson and I want to tell you this I want to tell you this was weird about this whole thing um, is how they went after the John in this case, and that's what, and that's what, and like, it's a little, like they clearly said, oh my God, yeah, we're LT. going after the John, and and that's because LT, and and, and, the, and the police officer said, he said, you know, now we're trying to stop prostitution by going after the John. That's yeah. what he said. I've, that's seen, what he I've said. seen enough uh, documentaries on prostitution to know that. They normally don't target the Johns. Like, even when they get them, it's more of like those stings where they try to get like 25 people or something. Yeah. They give them like a slap on the wrist, embarrass them, try to put their name out there in public, maybe in like the newspaper or TV. But they're back on the streets. You know what I'm saying? This is like one of those crimes where it's kind of hush-hush, this happens a lot type thing. So I I think they're targeting him more because it's LT. But still, all that being said... It is kind of creepy. Yeah, it, it is, is. creepy. I mean, He's yeah, too is. old to be fucking with chick. If you don't pay three hundred dollars a jag off, you know what he should have done. He should have done like uh, most of people say. Look, buy you a picture of porno. Yeah, three hundred dollars yeah. at the fence. Pick up three hundred dollars. Wash your hands. Yeah, pick up three hundred dollars. Yeah, and don't hand me none of that money. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Mexican drug cartel threatens to harm U.S. police officers who bust drug shipments while off. Uh, Mexican cartels added a new twist to the drug war this week by threatening to kill U.S. cops who seize their goods. Nogales, Arizona Police Chief Jeffrey Kirkham said his officers received threats a couple weeks ago after off-duty police uh, busted a pot smuggling ring. America is based on freedom. We're not going to be intimidated by threats, but we are taking them seriously. I've told my officers in this venture that if they venture to that area, off-duty to be armed. Just which cartel made the threats remains unclear. Violent, violent warnings towards American police are not new, but the Nogales incident marked the first time U.S. officials confirmed the threat. Uh, and I wonder if they're confirming this for the first time because it's Arizona and um, it could they're be having that. all those issues. But, but, they want to kind of justify, like, this is why we're taking a hard stand. And, 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 and I think so, too, but it, it's really, not crazy. There was a mayor oh, yeah, in I Mexico mm-hmm. who was recently, you know, this was a few days ago, a Mexican, he was a mayor of Mexico, he was trying to come hard, harder down on drugs. He was shot right in front of his kids, point yeah. blank ranging, right in front of his I watched kids. this uh, documentary, uh, I think it's called Drug War, about the Mexican yeah. drug wars, and very recent, and they literally are fighting miles away from the U.S. border. Yeah. Like, killing people. Killing only chiefs. Killing mayors. Yeah, killing I anyone. mean, you're talking about people's heads getting cut off. Yeah. I mean, and you know, and, and a lot of these times, you know, people who live in the Texas border, they hear gunshots all the time. Yeah. Not from people trying to come in and sneak here legally get a job. But you're talking about drug dealers, drug smugglers. So, I mean, yeah. the, 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 the drugs now in Mexico have turned into the 90s when crack and the 80s when crack first hit. And I have like a question, Wright. though. 
They're off duty. Why are they doing that? Um, probably just off duty work. They probably get yeah. paid for it. It's kind of like when the off duty officer will go work at the YMCA yeah. for security. Okay. They get, I mean, I'm sure they got paid for that. But it's, off duty is more of a more of just a status of them. Like, oh, it's you're not, not in uniform. Yeah, it's just like I don't have to have my uniform, but, but I'm gonna do for And then I will say this too. Now, you know, with drugs, the way it has gotten now with a lot of these Mexican gangs, you know, a lot of police officers sometimes they may wear a mask the whole day. Just for the fear of their family. So, right. you know, now with these trucks, the cartels are saying, okay, I see Rod, I see a, a white man with this picture. They'll take a picture of this guy, see how he looks. Okay, now he's on my list. Yeah. So, I mean, now when you're off duty officer with your kids, now you're on their hit list. Now, now yeah. they know how you look, they know where you go to, they know where you live. So now you have to, you yeah. have to be. And they're, they're dirty enough to where they'll find a way to blackmail or to uh, bribe the right person to find yeah. your information. Yeah. Out. That's what they were doing. Uh, in wow. Um So we got an email to the show from Duke. What up, Rod and Karen? Thanks for the podcast and the follow on Twitter. Creeping on a come up applies here. I saw the status on Facebook and figured I'd suggest a couple of topics of discussion. Obama, Obama establishing this gangster by firing General McChrystal after, openly, after he openly dissed Obama. We talked about that. Uh, and it was kind of gangster, I guess. I mean, dude came to the yeah. White House with his hat, with his hat, and was it head in his hat or whatever? Where he was just like, "All right, I'm done. Yeah. I resign." It was kind of like you, Rod. You know, when, when you work at the Y, you know, how many people always dunking on a goal, yeah. dunking on a goal. I always and, 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 and you and you said nicely. You said, "Will you please?" You know, because I've yeah. seen other people say, "Stop doing that shit." Right. And, you know, and they listen. But you say, will you please stop doing it? You've done it very nice. Sometimes I thought right. you were too nice. Right. And now, you know, finally, one of the dudes did it. You just went down an officer escort and boom, boom, it was done. Yeah. And then you were the bad guy. So, right. You know, it's like, I don't want to do that, but I'll do it. I've been pushed around too many times where now, you know what? He, it's not even him being gangster. I, I mean, like I said, I think like Bill. He uh, had to do something. Bill Myers, yeah. you know, Bill and, and kind of, Bill, you know, kind of used the whole, you know, Obama needs to show his black man. Yeah, you know, be gangster. He, he wasn't even gangster. He was just saying, you know what? I can't let you push me. Yeah, down. it's enough. Um, the NBA offseason draft of free agency, dude. We've been talking so long, we can't get too much into that. Um, I'm watching the draft tomorrow, though. Yes, we're having a cookout. Somebody was laughing. Somebody, y'all having a cookout? I said, yes, we love food and we love NBA. What better way to celebrate? Yeah, so I invited some people on Facebook. I don't know if everybody will make it. I didn't get a fight, man. Fuck you, man. No, nah, I'll, send it, I'll send it to you. I'll, I'll show you the invite. Let me retire. You broke my fucking team. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I said, you don't want to eat? Okay, yeah, check fucking. your e-bikes. <laughs> you accept it now. Or decline. Uh, uh, let's see. Um, what the hell? Some 462,000 people are smoking <laughs> Drake's first week numbers. Use at your own risk, I guess. Man, I got this thing with... Uh, and he says, looking forward to the podcast as it is. 100% comedy every time I hear it. Um, I got this thing with these Drake fans online, man. I, I said I don't. I'm the, I think the album is soft. I'm sorry. Yeah. I like rap. I don't need this nigga singing to me half the song. So okay. Sings on every fucking chorus. Auto tunes, <laughs> just like Thugnificent. Like he's just completely over the top with it, right? The songs I like, I really like. But there's a bunch of songs that I'm just like, fuck this shit. Why would you listen to this? They won't leave me alone, dog. People and people would come to me like I'm the Drake hater. J Cole. Yeah, I fuck with J Cole. They 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 come to me like I'm the Drake hater, and they'll actually be like, "Yeah, man, um, you know, check out this link, and it'll be a link to some YouTube video, somebody talking shit about Drake or something, and they just want me to spread the word." Like 
They don't like it, but they are scared to come out the closet and they want me to. It's kind of like the, uh, what, damn, what's my man name? Uh, shit. Uh, Rush Limbaugh, the conservative, you know. Yeah. He just comes out. He just, but he I'm, just, I'm for people that, that think Drake having a soft ass CD is funny. Alright, um, this is the last thing we're gonna do. Um, so, you know, I always, I put the podcast out on a message board so we can get responses and hear what people have to say about it. Um, so. Moon and Night Girl responded, Do you have a kid yet or are you still shooting blanks? <laughs> so, whenever somebody says something like real negative like that, I click on their name and see what they do. Was blanks. Yeah. <laughs> we can save a ton on birth control. Say that again. But, um, so, um, I click on her name or whatever. I was joking right earlier. I said, you know, the reason why people don't like Hispanics is because they're going to be the number one majority. They should have five kids. So, you know, Moonlight Girl... I, I, I do respect your question. I uh, do respect uh, it. Here, anyway, so um, so she says, uh, you know, do we have kids? So I clicked on her name, uh, and I bring up her history, and it, of course it was on Father's Day that I posted this because you know my dad was on the podcast. She's just going around now. Every black person on every black male on the forum oh, saying okay. something negative about either like, oh, you don't know your father or something, and or so yeah, yeah, that's your friend that you just said uh, you support. Okay, I, I no, no, it's too late. It's too late. This is your Jeremiah. I revoked your credit and I revoked my comments. <laughs> I revoked. So, uh, but yeah, I clicked on that. I, I didn't even respond. But uh, the tenth letter says, I like the show. Funny thing is, you don't sound fat. That is true, man. I don't know. It's just a gift. Um, play fat either. I get right that. It doesn't yeah, play like a fat guy. Yeah, I think that's the one thing everybody would say about me is I'm probably the best fat person they ever played ball with, uh, <laughs> unless they play with like Oliver Miller or something. Uh, you sound twelve, nigga. Who is the female? Uh, my wife, nigga. But I told him one of my many bitches. Uh, long time. I'm the bottom bitch. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> long time listener. First time reply. Keep it up. Thank you. That's the kind of shit I like. Props for having your pop song. Sound like a preteen good show though. Everybody got to talk about my voice. Uh, we will. Thanks for listening. Da, da, da. Um, let's see who else. Um, oh, my dad was talking about joining this message board. I don't think I'm sending a link there. Oh, um, no. Pack One, who's quickly becoming a supporter and a fan. Cool. There's another good show, Rod. Your pop sounds cool as hell. Uh, he's laughing at my dad for rooting for the subjects because they old. Um, let's see who else. Uh, somebody else said props for knowing who your pops is. That's all luck. I can't really take credit for that shit. That's all my dad. I, I think that's kind of, once again, I'm pulling out the Jesse Jackson race car. Bam! Bam! Race uh, car. Uh, let's see. Somebody else said something. Oh, and so this, the same dude that's like props for knowing who your pops is. He, he wrote back later. He says, I listened to your comments about Pac, and I think you misunderstood me. Do you believe that Tupac would have forcefully held down a rape of female who a few days earlier had willful, willfully given him oral on a public dance floor? Are you pretty much resigned to the fact that he's a sociopath? Also, friends, quote unquote, that left him in the hotel room were the same friends that were involved in the Times Square shooting at Quad Studios. I heard you and your female co-host, they always refer to Karen's like my, my she's my fucking wife, idiot. That's um, alright, I'll be your co-host. Whatever, man. Just keep things, you know, professional. How do yeah, you, how do you yeah. not hear that? Yes, we, we, we talk about it every fucking day. Anyway. That's wicked. Uh, my female co-host. Yes, um, that's who I am. I'm surprised you just put like the bitch or something. <laughs> I heard you and your female host mocking the notion that friends would behave in such a manner, but I just want to give you a better narrative of the whole situation and the characters involved. Regardless of what he was convicted of, just try to think for yourself for a moment. If you live by the model that everyone that's convicted in court is 100% guilty, no doubt, no doubt a question should ever be presented, then never mind, no need to answer. 
No, I don't live by that creed. I just think that the amount of shit Tupac was stayed involved in, I would not put it past him yeah. to be involved in what he was convicted of. This is not just me saying he was accused of something and therefore he must have done it. He was convicted of an accessory to rape. I'm not saying he was the rapist. He was convicted of sodomy. Which I think was like uh, so that he feeling on her, touching. The well, sodomy, you now nah, sodomy is only oral anal penetration. Sodomy yeah, has, yeah, yeah, has yeah, to be okay, one of those two. But so, I think so his dick was in her somewhere where it wasn't supposed to be. <laughs> All I'm saying is, regardless of how you want to paint this shit, this is not one incident. He was involved in a whole lot of drama, getting shot a couple times. That shit so don't happen by coincidence. It has nothing to do with rape. No, he was convicted of rape. He was convicted of being accessory to rape. That's not a debate. That's a fact. It happened. So for me to say, it's kind because of, he asked, I was, we were talking about Pac on his birthday, yeah. and I was like, one of the reasons that he's not, I don't think he became one of my favorite rappers, was because at the time, I was just kind of awakening, like, socially, to where I was like, man, I don't think I can really support people that just kind of stay up in shit, because I'm not one of those people, and it's not, like, it's just not for me, like, I can't really support the music of somebody that does, like, Dear Mama, but then would be uh, convicted of aggravated, or of uh, accessory to rape like I think it's kind of a contradiction or the whole beef where I fucked your wife talking to Big and yeah. just it was like I wouldn't hang around Tupac why do I have to have him as a hero like I said too not, I, don't, I don't necessarily look at him as a hero but I think most people realize that Tupac died when he was like what 25 yeah he was so young he, he looks like old dude like yeah. if you look at a lot of Tupac and Big pictures yeah, like, they look like they're like 35 years old yeah, yeah. you know but Tupac and Big were only 25 he's my age right you know so you know a lot of things he was still finding himself so I think when you're around at 80, one day you're like, you know, man, I think I'm gonna go to a white church and go over here and there and you right. know, sit down and talk to them, you know, when I'm, and then someday I'll be like, man, you know what, fuck everybody. And fuck then some days you just gotta hold down the bitch and let her get gangbanged. Yeah, That's just you know? how shit goes yeah. sometimes. Yeah. Like, how it goes, I man. can hang out with my boys and, you know, go to Bible study or sometimes I gotta just get a bitch raped. Mm-hmm. All I'm saying is, these fucking Tupac fans, are, they can be delusional, man. Like, I'm not saying, I didn't even say that his music was whack. Mm-hmm. I didn't say, like, you talking about a, the person. Yeah, he's, yeah, not, yeah. A, he's not a saint. And I'm not going to, and I will admit that. Tupac, to me, the greatest rapper of all time. Right. But I sometimes have overlooked his It's like me. Yeah. I love Cody. You know I love Cody. Yeah. He's my favorite player in the NBA. Yeah. I would not hang out with this nigga, though. And not because he just don't seem like a cool person. No, he doesn't. I like his game. Like, that's how I am with Tupac. But I respect the music. He, I respect a lot of the music he made. Yeah. But as an individual, I see a dude that stayed in drama and got killed at an early age because he really ran his mouth. He was very into the machismo of, yeah. I'm a rapper. I'll talk about anybody. I ain't scared yeah, of yeah, death. Yeah, yeah. And he got killed because of that shit. Yeah, and that's not cool. Not Because I mean, one day he's talking about Quincy. Jones, uh, right? You know, which is a cool dude in the game. Yeah. You know, so you got two pop. Getting ones. shot does not make you a fucking hero. No, it doesn't. Getting shot over something like Martin Luther King, yeah. Mar- or, 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 or Malcolm X, I understand that you got shot because you believe. I, in I'm something. like Chris Rock on this. Martin Luther King was assassinated. Right. Malcolm X was assassinated. Tupac and Biggie shot. was not assassinated. Yeah. They were just killed. It's just funny, man. And I think people say assassinated, but they were killed. And then uh, R. Lou 13 says, I love the show, man. It's funny that you and your dad have almost the exact same sense of humor. 
Uh, love what Karen had to say about being a wife, by the way. I agree that most men and women don't realize that marriage is give and take from both sides. What she had to say about women thinking you're walking over her because she does, uh, because of what she does in a relationship is so telling about society today. Keep up the good work. Like the range of guests as well. Still waiting on some video game reviews. Hey, man, we'll do that on a slow day, man. Yeah, um, we will. We, we, we get you up on video games. And not to get off topic, but I got one more um, question. Yeah. And it's BM Wheel ETT 2K10. Mm-hmm. And he says, here's one. I thought so in the U.S. Um, shocking last minute win over Algeria, if I'm pronouncing that right, mm-hmm. um, to send them to the round of 16 in the FIFA World Cup. And I didn't see it. He's a huge soccer fan. I didn't see it. He's a huge soccer fan. But I am kind of excited for the U.S. And I know with the 30 for 30, it really opened my eyes to how other places in the world really view soccer and how much yeah. it really means to them. view soccer. No, it's a sissy sport. Yeah, that's here. But not yeah, everywhere. But, 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 but like in other places. And so it really, it, it almost like... I'm going, yeah, U.S., even though I really don't know much about soccer or anything like that. So I'm happy for yeah. them, and I, and I hope they win. Um, and that's kind of all I got to say. All I got to say is USA. 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 I was doing that yeah. a lot. Yeah, and you know, when I was a camp counselor in the last World Cup, we had a kid, his name was Carlo. He was a little slow. So right. people go, USA. They go, Italy. But you know, if you, with the United States winning, I don't really watch soccer. Yeah. Keep it real with you. But, 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 but I will watch it. Yeah. In the next I ain't gonna front. I only watched a little bit. Anyway, guys, um, that's it for this podcast. Um, I know we went over a while, but um, you know, definitely thank you guys for listening. Um, don't forget to support us. Um, click on the donate buttons on the uh, Podomatic page. Just search for the Black Out Tips, or you can go to the blog, theblackouttips.blogspot.com, and you can donate there. Um, and it was just to help us promote it, to help us get the word out. We got a donation. Uh, last week, I used it to uh, promote advertisements on Facebook and get us more fans for our Facebook page. So, we're just trying to grow this thing. So, if you like this, if you're enjoying this, you think it's funny and you're telling people, don't forget to support us because it can help us become bigger and help us make more of these And I have a question for you too, Rod. You know, can I put down a donation for my student loans? You know, brother is kind of about to go to law school. Yeah, donate button. Hey, I need a donate button for a brother here. Law school. You know, send me an email. I'll send to put a link to it on the site. I But yeah, definitely, guys. Thank you, because we are, you know, trying to spread the word and we are trying to make this thing more of a business and become bigger. So. No, and we really do use PayPal it. for the people that do PayPal. We safe niggas, so you yeah. yeah. worry about us taking your money. Yeah. Cash, yeah, credit cards. Actually, you know what? Um, I have an aunt that died in uh, Africa, uh, in Nigeria, and she she actually uh, she actually said that she has a billion dollars that she can inherit. No. All you have to do is donate five hundred dollars to us up front. And then we'll just take care of the rest for you yeah. with the legal fees, and then we'll just send you the billion dollars later. So you know, hit me up if you need to, um, you know, need to get that money. But that's that's not true, y'all. We is safe. <laughs> we is not trying to come, yeah, y'all. Yeah, yeah. You know, y'all get them emails, the billion dollar email things from us. So you know, you know, I hate to say it from Nigeria, you might need to be a little suspicious. Run, right. white people, run! Well, thanks for doing this with us, Vic. All right, and, uh, I appreciate until it. next time. Love you. I love you too, baby. All right, peace.